I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 119th Church Mag Podcast. If it's in VR, it's like, don't care about the rest of my family. I think approaching with caution is, is certainly a way to go. You see something new and you just want to try it out. Investing in VR for the, for that kind of limited use to me would be a, a ton of money for, for no good reason. This week's broadcast is brought to you by Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box, a Whovian's 30-day devotional. Written by our very own Phil Schneider, Phil uses Doctor Who as a backdrop for this 30-day devotional that will walk you through basic elements of your Christian faith in full Doctor Who fashion. You can purchase Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box on Amazon or directly from Church Mag Press at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week we talk about Church VR. Is live streaming virtual reality coming to your church? If you'd like to join the conversation, you can use the CMAGCast hashtag or email us directly at podcast at churchmag. That's podcast at churchmag. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. This week we have with us Chris Wilson, staff writer, no, senior staff writer for Church Mag, joining us on the podcast today. Today we're going to talk about uh, church VR, and I recently saw an article on the interwebs talking about church VR, and basically, to sum it up, think church streaming, but VR, meaning that through shooting the video, live video of your church, just like with church streaming, that then you're, you're, you're doing it in the way that you do VR, and that those with VR capabilities can plug into that and experience your church service live in full VR, and if not live, recorded and then watched later in full VR mode. And it was very pro, and I was basically saying, come on, churches, this is the way of the future. You got to get on it, and you got to get it on it now. What do you guys think? So um, about uh, two summers ago, I read, read the book uh, Ready One Player by Ernest Klein, and uh, great book. It's going to be a movie soon. I don't know how the movie's going to work out, but um, great book. And in this book, it's the future, and the world is crappy like the future always is in books. And uh, to escape of the realities of, of life, um, everyone in the world engages in this online VR game, Okay. So everyone, like the, the, like the internet is now this VR game. There's nothing else. There's no... Which isn't necessarily a huge leap of what no. we kind of see today. So th- this is not right. a, in any way a huge stretch, which makes right. it great dystopian. Yeah, yeah. The internet, like, the, like all social media and internet browsing is functioned through this game, okay? Um, and so reading this book, you can, like the, one of the biggest, you know, underlying themes this book is a desire for friendship and desire for acceptance and community and you you begin to realize that for some people at first the vr was a perfect substitute for real life interactions no big deal and people really bonded but then later on the book you realize all that bonding was upon a few misconceptions and even some flat out lies and once again as you bring up this book i think to myself dang i need to read this you do it's a good book but as you're going through it you're reading it you're realizing that the that the main characters are all really isolated alone and no one truly knows them because vr lets lets you reveal only what you want to reveal and so that's why i think a, a vr church 
as a replacement for church will never work and shouldn't should not be allowed to work. Now, if you I, if you use live streaming for people who just can't make it in that week, or like like I'm sure Eric did, have you live streamed your church while you were in Italy? Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. And if if you want to, but investing in VR for the, for that kind of limited use to me would be a, a ton of money for for no good reason. I I don't I just can't see why we need to do VR. All right. So in a nutshell, Phil has a very uh, kind of, you know, weary of where this is headed kind of approach. Step lightly. Be careful. We don't know where this is going. Jeremy, what what is your overall pushback against this idea? Because I'm assuming and guessing before when I pitched this topic out in the Slack channel, I thought immediately that Phil would be against it and you would be against it. So I'm assuming you have pushback against Church VR. So, so I'm a little bit in between. I will say this: everything that people have pitched about VR, I think, is the dumbest thing in the world. I am moderately for live streaming as it is, and so if you're saying, "Oh, you should use VR for live streaming," I think that's the dumbest thing in the world because we're barely there as far as live streaming churches, let alone churches in VR. And I I support the idea of live streaming because sometimes my children are sick and I would like to be a part of the experience and watch it on my TV. Um, but to say that the only reason that we're ever going to do VR is so that we can have it for um, people that are staying home and just to live stream the experience so they feel like they're fully experienced and immersed in that process means that you're now expecting people are staying home and people there in the nursing home to go out and buy a bunch of expensive equipment so that they can do VR. And, and a bunch of expensive equipment might mean just a new smartphone that can pull off VR, but that's still like a $600 cost for a lot of people that don't have that kind of money. And the barrier to entry for live streaming is so much slower than the barrier for VR. And I, and I don't know if that's necessarily worth it. And it becomes very individualized in that process where if I do have to stay home with my family that's sick, I at least get to watch it with them and everybody gets to hear it. If it's in VR, it's like, don't care about the rest of my family and let's put the VR on. And it's kind of that, I don't know how far deep down that rabbit hole you want to go, but there's definitely an experience of, um, you know, how you send your kids to, to the nursery or to the Sunday school. It's, it's separating a lot of that experience. And now it's just you individualized so that you personally feel like you're part of the church, even though you're not there. I I wonder how many people could, would, would be doing this and then they could then comfortably fall asleep on their sofa opposed to getting nudged while falling asleep in their pew. But I digress. Chris, (laughs) What as we begin to was that not funny? I thought that was kind of funny. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe maybe it's because I'm the only one that has that problem. Anyway, Chris in in the back channel in the in the Slack podcast channel, um, I had a feeling that you had a little bit of pushback, and so I asked you to come on because I I didn't want this to be just one of those. And it's happened before. We have a very one-sided podcast. Um, and I, I felt like it would be good to have, to bring you on. And now that, you know, we've put two up for this, they've drawn first blood. I mean, the odds are terribly against you here, Chris. What is your pushback? <laughs> well, um, so, but I will say, I will say, so, I will say, before you get started, Chris, that because you have a British accent, it's as if you have two opinions. It's like worth double the weight. It's very that's, frustrating. That's how accents work. They give you double the weight unless they're American, in which case it's worth half. 
Because Chris, can I be honest? Even though I am speaking right now with a staunchly Midwestern accent, you don't hear this. You're hearing, "Hey there, Chris, how you doing?" <laughs> you know, that's right. It's exactly that's what comes into your ears. You, I, I'll be honest. All of you sound like Donald Trump to me. Oh, ouch! 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 None of us are yelling. I don't understand. <laughs> I haven't been a single Muslim from this podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my! This could that this could get ugly really fast. Chris, give us the VR to VR pushback, man. Okay, I'll stop trolling. Um, so I think that VR has a real benefit for uh, an experience rather than... Um, so when live streaming is very much directed um, and like traditional video formats are very much directed. And where VR comes into its own is when it's not a... Um, when there's not a single fixed focus, usually, yeah? So like if you want to go and explore, let's say, Italy... Uh, Rome, you wanted to have an experience walking around Rome, but there was no way you could get there. That's where VR is a lot better than, say, a necessarily a, a directed script. Um, so with a church, in a church environment, I think it makes a lot of sense when it comes to something like um, taking part, participating kind of in a corporate worship if you're housebound. Um, I think that's a really good example or perhaps um, with uh, you want to show people a missionary trip uh, and where people are or some outreach that has been going on. Um, and you don't perhaps want to direct people's attentions uh, to a fixed uh, point at a time. I think for a sermon, it's a bit strange because imagine having um, like a VR camera positioned next to the preacher. Well, you still can't move back away from the preacher so you could just like turn and look at the preacher or turn around and look at the congregation so i don't really see how in a situation like that i actually think a directed view a vi normal video streaming makes a lot more sense uh to be doing because you can put up bible verses in the live stream to for people to look at to help them focus on that so they don't have to rummage around in their um in their uh, bible bible app yeah if 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 it were vr if it were live vr during the sermon i would be far more tempted to just watch the actual people yeah than to watch the sermon i think that'd be far more entertaining yeah so i think i think there are possibly uses for vr for churches um and uh, perhaps especially with uh, you know especially when we can get some uh, dramatized versions of bible stories that could be really incredible uh to try and uh experience what it might have been like then or you go you know going back in time to see uh these locations these events uh but i don't think there's a replacement for life right exactly exactly chris Th those are th that's a separate kind of topic on its own i think using vr for that kind of stuff is is excellent and and i know phil and jeremy would support that as well i think mostly what we're focusing on is that that live streaming replacement um let me ask a question would we say that live streaming is a a success and b in addition for services before we want to replace it how can we say that it's achieved everything that we had hoped for and everything that we had promised um so i think it depends on the implementation in a lot of places um for some churches i think probably that 
that is fair statements to make like uh, with the advancements of technology uh, with streaming services it's very easy for people who are housebound uh, sure. to be able to um, get good spiritual input to uh, to feel like they are still participating in a church even if they can't come along uh, for a service and if that's but, if that's what it's used for that's great but um, they promise so much more. They promise that, as you're saying this, it's an experience to draw new people into the church. And that was their justification justification for using it because those other people will either use the live streaming or they'll get the DVD or they'll, they'll figure out how to engage with their audience if they really need to. But the, the reason for investing in such software and need for high bandwidth was because this is going to bring many more people in and it's going to create this experience for people to want to come visit our church. I'll be honest, I've yet to see a single church stream ever, and I've looked, that has said, I want to go to that church because of the stream. Yeah, I, I would be curious to know the effectiveness because the, the argument of shut-ins I, I find hard to swallow because like you said, Chris, it is a sense of involvement because that's all it really is, is a sense, right? They feel like they're involved, but let's be honest, they're really not. And if you if you want to be spiritually fed, there are so many other non-live um, resources out there that are even of higher caliber than, than, than what someone may be able to get through a live stream randomly. Yeah, that's true. But uh, on the other hand, uh, you can also say that uh, a live stream has a greater impetus uh, to watch it. Like, yeah, if you if you know it's live, it's then um, you've got a greater reason, a greater motivation to watch it now live with other people, as opposed to a um, after the fact video where you may. Yeah, sure you can watch it sure it may be more motivating it may be on a topic more relevant to you even which may motivate you more but i think there is a a, a motivation which can be stronger for me that, there for me there's only one thing that ever will be a proponent for live stream and that's whenever people talk about it afterwards and i don't i don't know very many people that talk about the church service afterwards it's that was great thanks let's go to lunch whereas something like soccer or football or some other kind of sport people are like did you see this oh my goodness and they're posting on facebook and it's like what did i miss out on i should be watching this live to to catch everything i don't i don't get that from church it's not like what in the world did i just miss out i have to see this i can't wait for the on-demand version of it right but i, I could kind of see that jeremy as being more a argument and a discussion of the effectiveness or what's going on from the pulpit more than really a, a topic of the technology but at work. It, it, I agree, but that's what justifies should we upgrade to VR. Right. right. And, and now, yeah, for me, I, no. It, and this is where I think that using the VR for church, meaning, you know, like, like Chris was saying, to tour to another country or tell a Bible story or to tell a parable in a creative way using VR, using the new technology, that there can be a draw for people because, you know, it's a new technology, so they want to try it out and you can reach people you might not normally. So I see some value in that. I also see value in the fact that uh, of Christians using and um, being familiar with new technologies, especially if they're just into it and they happen to be a Christian, 
for them to, you know, have threads of their faith in it. But for somebody who's not into VR and not into that kind of stuff, wanting to do it just to stream their church service for the sake of church stream. Uh, streaming their church service, I don't see that being valuable, especially considering the costs that that can be involved. Right. I mean, I, if we're going back to the whole discussion of, of shut-ins, I don't know a single shut-in um, currently in my church who could afford the bandwidth for streaming, let alone VR. Right. Or would be interested. You know, they're they're old. They're on fixed incomes. They're not going to be streaming. They're not streaming their services. They're not going to definitely be getting on a VR. And I think my problem with this whole it, probably, it would probably be better to visit them, would it yeah, not? Exactly. Which again, communication. And that's the whole point. Like in Hebrews ten, when it says, if, "You know, forsake not the assembling of yourselves," it's talking about face to face interaction. In Second and Third John, where he, where John is literally writing a letter to these people, then says, "There's some things I want to tell you, but I don't want to use." I don't want to use pen and paper or or ink and paper. I want to I want to talk to you face to face. He's validating technology, which is at that point in time letter writing. But he's saying that in the, the the best thing is face to face. So I'll save some things until I can see you face to face. And that's we 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 rush to embrace new technology. And there's nothing wrong with technology, but we we cannot neglect that face to face is the ultimate. Right. I, I I honestly feel like we we need to be really careful on both sides. Like don't rush to it too quickly because it is new. And don't reject it because it's new. And take the John Dyer from the Garden to the City approach of saying, look, here's new technology. It will affect change in our world. What are the biblical principles that we want to live by? Now, make your decisions. Guys, holy crap, a branch just broke off the tree. I said, oh, and fell straight down. I heard this cracking sound. Like, what is it's that? A, look out there. This branch is just gone. It's an omen. It is an omen. We should not do VR. VR is bad. <laughs> no, I was saying it was an omen against what you're saying. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't receive that. <laughs> I accept it. I'm like a good Fix what I'm saying. It's such a Pentecostal response. <laughs> I don't accept <laughs> that. <laughs> Chris, were you going to jump in with something? Oh, I, I was going to say that actually, you know, I, I'm sure you are like me that sometimes you see something new and you just want to try it out. And so maybe there is an argument that at the moment, because VR is so new and is so fresh, maybe having uh, live streams of churches doing VR services maybe that will attract a few people who would never step into a church otherwise just because they want to check out how it looks. Sure. Maybe. But, <laughs> but, but that's because they are people that like to use that technology and like to kind of go out in the, the outer brink of technology. This would not be for somebody that would say, I am saying that VR is going to work for you and make sure that your people feel more connected and bring in more people. Because there are people that do say that about VR right now. And I think that they are lying and I think they're setting those churches up for failure. Because live stream doesn't offer that. So why in the world would VR? Well, I think, too, if you go to all the trouble of, of setting up VR just to attract people who might like VR, they're going to come to your church. They're going to watch your VR stream. They go, oh, this is so cool. I want to I check this out more. And they're going to keep checking out your VR. They're, gonna, they're actually going to come to your church. Mm-hmm. And you may never meet those people, but they're 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 this you know investigating the VR feed around surrounding your church, and then once other cooler platforms get VR, they'll abandon your church. Uh, but we don't necessarily know that for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think maybe the answer might just be in us being more authentic as Christians, meaning that 
if there are people in your church that are into VR and they have the gear and they're and, and they're just they're VR creatives, so to speak, right? And they want to run a test or they want to you know offer that be like hey can we vr your service and then make it available for people to download that that's totally cool and I, that's I think great there's huge potential there too yeah 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 and just let it be let it be natural instead of some sort of marketing gimmick to to sneak people into a church service because if it's just about filling vr seats then what's that that's that's not what the goal should be i think i think that there is a huge potential and this is coming from my youth ministry mindset of trying to create an experience for advertisements that could be great that you can't necessarily get with just a video camera if it's uh you're trying to tell a story probably a video camera but if you're trying to show off the experience in an advertisement even the worship service, you can still do VR for a worship experience. It just wouldn't be live. So show off your church a little bit, show off the youth ministry playing games, or you can go a completely different direction and, and maybe use VR for that mentality of how in the world do you evangelize? Set up a VR pod right in the middle of the whole action of what's happening and show how people evangelize, show how people disciple, show how you do a worship service, a worship setup, a tech setup, and just plop down that VR camera right in the middle of things and then start going and then that can be a, here's how you do things. And maybe that catches some errors and then you can cut that in as well and say, and here's how to handle whenever something bad goes when something bad happens and you can kind of see the whole team shifting in their thinking, that would be wonderful. That would be entertaining. What, however you would approach that, but live streaming. So limited. Yeah. Also, I was, was you, as you were saying that I was thinking how cool it would be for like a VR tour, you know, you show up and this is where you go and here's our classrooms. You know, the, the kind of promotional welcome to our church kind of videos offered in VR, I, I see a lot of potential there. I could see, you know, a ministry or a company or somebody who is into VR offering that as services to a church. And that might would be a cool way to, you know, like you were saying, Chris, people that are curious about the technology be like, whoa, a tour? This is kind of interesting. You know, and they go and they and, and they check it out. Um, but like you said, Jeremy, the, the thought of live streaming VR, I don't know, that's at this at this point in the game seems a little bit far fetched. I just, I just, the trend in churches over the past twenty years has to been to get smaller in person. I just can't see us reversing it um, to get smaller individually. You know, I just can't see that 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 happening. I, for me, I feel almost limited because of my Baptist and Mennonite background. And I would love to just to hear from churches that create this experience in church in general. Um, I think Catholicism has a huge potential and an advantage in this process because of how much they use symbols to invoke a response in that process. And so realizing that that could be something amazing. You, you talk about how you have the walking around and just seeing all the different liturgy and the, the visuals and the mosaics. And that, that could be just breathtaking. Um, I think um, the, you know, it, some churches could want to try out VR and be using it ahead of everyone else and kind of take a Google approach, you know, try it when maybe it's not quite finished when they don't have a great idea necessarily and then probably the better response is to wait until it's a much clearer idea you know what you're going to do you know there's a typical apple idea 
even if perhaps that's not really accurate and and do it well i think um that would be uh, my advice to churches don't just try and do something because it's new um you know let let other people do that and uh, let them make all the mistakes and then do it properly when you need it when you can see the clear need and uh, in a better way yes vr is new and right now it is still mimicking other technologies and so i don't believe that we've actually seen vr in its fullest and to actually see what it's going to be it hasn't really got onto its own two feet yet so um i, I think approaching with caution is, is certainly a way to go but i am curious to know what you think you that are listening uh use use the hashtag cmagcast you can also send an email to all uh you can send an email to the podcast podcast at church mag and you know we'll share it on upcoming we'll share it up on an upcoming podcast so we're curious to know what you think about all this and if your church is doing it we would love to see it so go ahead email us podcast at church mag or of course you can um use the cmagcast hashtag or visit the podcast the church mag podcast page on church mag just go to church mag you'll find it it's there it's on the menu podcast easy breezy lemon squeezy send us an email subscribe and search for previous episodes of the church mag podcast by visiting church mag you'll find a link on the main menu go to churchm.ag that's church mag churchm.ag and while you're there feel free to send us a message and subscribe to the church mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every friday until next week well yeah but that's just, that goes without saying it's everywhere coffee's coffee's transcendent now chris The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Chris Chris did show up. Yes. Crap, I didn't think he would take the bait. (laughs) (laughs) I I had massive issues with uh, Hangouts. Eric, what do we do? I, I hate when he's on because his accent makes us all sound like idiots. I know, right? <laughs> it's it's not like a, smart, it's no, he's yeah, smarter smart than no. us, accidentally. I just, I just automatically. Just a bunch of dumb Americans now. Yeah. Well, uh, two Americans and one expat. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, well, that's that that, that clock is kick, ticking down. But Chris, Chris, say something profound for us, would you? Something profound. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, mind blown. 